from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Day for a Friday, June the 10th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Thai Cats Audio Network, where we are just about, I don't know when you're listening to this, but as of the time I am speaking these words, we are just over 24 hours away from the Thai Cats opening their 2022 season, and I am just pumped, amped, juiced, and uh, cannot wait for tomorrow's game. Of course, wall-to-wall coverage on Thai Cats Game Day is available right here on the Thai Cats Audio Network. It'll start with Tiger Cats Game Day, hosted by Courtney Steven and Mike Daly. And that all leads into Tiger Cats pregame, presented by Journey Rewards. Brand new host this year in Bubba O'Neill, alongside Andy Fantuz. And, of course, RJ and Luke back again with the call at 7 o'clock. Should be a great game. And right here on the Tiger Cats Audio Network is where you're going to want to listen to every second of the action. Uh, we got a great show for you coming up. We're going to hear from Coach Orlando Steinauer as he spoke earlier this week. We'll hear from Don Jackson as well. Very pleased to have Chris O'Leary from CFL and CFL.ca stopping by as well. A great night to kick it off last night, the 2022 season. Congrats to the Stamps. I mean, that was a great game. Big second half comeback. Hate to see Stand back go down. Um, just as a fan of the game because he was so good last year. And, uh, you know, it really, really sucked. You know, one of those negative things on an otherwise great way to start the season. Now pressure's on tonight uh, for the other two teams to to get it going. It's the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And, of course, Saturday's game, part of a doubleheader in which Edmonton will take on the BC Lions. So great weekend of football, and thanks for starting us here with us on Cats. Today, speaking of which, a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy just dropped today as well. I caught up with uh, Britton Gray, who covers the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for CJME in Saskatchewan. So wherever you found this show, you can go check that one out as well. All right, I hold in my hand the depth chart, how the Hamilton Tigers will line up tomorrow night against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And let's start at the offensive line. At left tackle, you got Travis Vorn call. Left guard, Brandon Revenberg. Alex Fontana gets the start at center. Right guard, it's Jesse Gibbon, backed up by Kay Okafor. And at right tackle, Chris Van Zyl, ready to go. Big number 56, Kyle Saxlid backing him up. At quarterback, no questions about it this week or this season. It is number nine, Dane Evans. Sean Thomas Erlington is the starting running back. Jake Burt, the starting fullback. At receiver at wide, you got Stephen Dunbar Jr. and David Ungerer the third. At slot, you got Tim White, Braylon Addison, and Pappy White. Kicking will be Mike Damagala. At punting, it is a new face on the Hamilton Tiger Cats, as it is Larea making his CFL Tiger Cats debut. Simon Larea handling the punting duties as. Joel Whitford has been placed on the one-game injured list. At long snapper, it's Gordon White. And handling the kicking and punting return duties, it's Lawrence Woods III, who had the big 99-yard touchdown return in the preseason finale last week against the Argos in Guelph. Take a look at the defense. It's Malik Carney getting the start at DN. Micah Johnson is the starting nose tackle. Dylan Wynn is at DT. And Julian Hauser at the edge, the linebackers, wow, no surprise here. Simone Lawrence, Jovan Santos-Knox, and Cameron Kelly. 
And in the secondary, it's Jamal Roll at the corner. Uh, Alden Darby Jr. at halfback. Tunde Adialake is the starting free safety. Richard Leonard back in the black and gold. He's at the half. And Siante Evans is at the corner. That's how the Ticats will line up tomorrow against the Rough Riders. For more, let's hear from the head coach and president of football operations, Orlando Steinar. We'll see. I think every every year you're, you're trying to figure out who your football team is and what you do well. But I, I always liked road trips, both as a player and a coach personally. Uh, I think it does give you an opportunity to bond. Uh, we're going into uh, one of the most hostile environments. Uh, they're a solid football team. They, they're well coached. Uh, three phases. But that's what you want. Like that's like I just I'm looking forward to it because that you know see we need that we need to know where we're at currently uh, outside of preseason outside of practice. So the schedule is what the schedule is, and uh, we're going to play whoever's in front of us. If this was at home, we'd be happy, but because it's the road, we're equally as happy. Like I said, uh, the, the goal is always to win, right? It's, um, you know we want it. We've seen growth in certain aspects of our football team that we think. Uh, need to improve and we feel like we've addressed it so you know obviously we keep those internal because it's not just always a player or a scheme sometimes it's a collective on some certain things that, that we keep in-house that we're working on so we'll obviously want to see improvements in that area uh, other than that you know we want to find a way to have one more point and that would be the theme the whole year yeah obviously you're not able to mimic a a team environment uh, or the other team's you know stadium environment completely but you can do a decent job of preparing them for those type of things especially for the offense uh, we know it's going to be tough uh, but that's just what it is that's that's uh, that's something to be excited about that's something to embrace and so we're gonna we're gonna run head on into into any anything that comes in our way and and see where we end up yeah no it's uh, we, we know where the Grey Cup is, and we know the end goal, but we don't end watch around here. We're, we're more committed uh, to, the, to the process and, and what that looks like to us and the stepping stones that it's going to take to get there. And so, yeah, the fact that we play our first game there just happens to be that. And so, yeah, there's no messaging uh, as far as, as that at this point. And that is the president of football operations and head coach of the Ticats, Orlando Steinar. Let's hear from Don Jackson. Donnie J had a chance to catch up with him after practice earlier this week, getting pumped up, ready to go to start this season. He's expecting a big year from himself. And uh, I, I see in the work he put in this preseason and in the training camp, I'm expecting a big year from him too. And here's what he had to say after practice this week. I feel great. Um, I think uh, O came in with a plan to kind of keep us feeling good. Um, everybody, everybody's having fun. Everybody's flying around. Me personally, um, I'm just, I just feel blessed being here. I feel blessed to be in this situation to play the game that I love. So I'm feeling great, man. I mean, the perspective doesn't change. I think uh, last year just kind of like, it just kind of built calluses for things moving forward. Um, I just try my best to just be fluid with everything that's happening, be okay with how things are unfolding. Um, there's no end-all, be-all story, so I just know however the day proceeds, I just kind of got to be fluid and roll with it. And if I do that and keep that mentality, I think that's what helps me get through every day. Um, he's a servant leader, man. He's, uh, um, he's, he's, uh, he's actually uh, speaking a little bit more than he, he did in the past, and that's what we need from him. Um, he's a great leader. He's coming out there, hitting his spots. His footwork looks great. Um, I'm really excited to see how he leads this team moving forward. 
Um, it feels great. It feels great to be able to, you know, pop this thing off and um, especially to go to Sask in a place that's loud, probably one of the most, one of the prestigious uh, stadiums in the CFL. So I'm excited to get there and go be there with my boys. Uh, and, you know, we, we putting the us against the world thing on our back and uh, we're excited to go. You got to be that type, of, that, that type of player to even be in this offense. Um, I think Tommy could tell you that. Uh, Tommy would tell you that he believes in finding, finding guys that can do multiple things in multiple places. And we try to make sure we have that fluidity with everyone throughout the offense. Like, we got to make sure the tight ends and fullbacks can do what we do. We can do what the receivers can do. The receivers can do what we do. So I've, I've never in my life been in an offense that uh, has so much fluidity and creativity. Um, but it's, it's, it's where I feel home. It sounds like more homework, though, for you. It's all good, though. It's a little homework, but nothing wrong with a little, little, little pressure. And that is Don Jackson as we caught up with him this week. And remember, you can go to TyCats.ca to catch full post-practice scrums. Right now, very pleased to be joined by the managing editor of CFL.ca, Chris O'Leary. And uh, Chris, we got our first taste of regular season CFL football last night. And uh, we'll get to the Ticats. We'll get to the other matchups this week. But uh, wow, the CFL really starting 2022 off on a, on a right note with that game last night. Yeah, it, it really was. I mean, I think in terms of openers, you you can't ask for much more. I was, I was trying to think quickly last night as I was watching Um what the last really strong season opener was. And I, I feel like Montreal and Saskatchewan might've had a, an overtime game like 10 years ago to start the season. Um, I think SJ Green had that crazy diving end zone catch. I believe that was a season opener, but um, I mean, I think if you're, if you're thinking back that far, uh, <laughs> it's, it's probably a good sign and uh, puts that game in, in elite company. Even if I'm wrong and that game came later in the season, I don't know, but um, no, it, it was great. It was, it was super entertaining. And I think uh, kind of like you alluded, alluded to as well, um, after such a long off season and you know, there's just, uh, I feel like a lot of stuff up in the air this year. There was a lot of talk about rule changes. Uh, if the game was going to look different, uh, we of course went through the, the CBA negotiations and, you know, you worried about a delay with that. I know I certainly worried about a delay with that. It was the absolute last thing I wanted. And uh, it was just nice to like get things back on the field and then to just see that kind of a game um, should make you feel really good. It was just, it was just nice to see, I think even on Twitter, like, just the, the sentiment around that game was uh, was just so positive. And, uh, you know, as we all know, Twitter is often yeah. a, a cesspool of negativity. So it's, if, if you can if you can triumph in there and find positivity, I think you're doing something well. Yeah, uh, you bring up season openers and, uh, you know, the CFL, you guys do a great job of putting out these little stat packages and, uh, and putting out some numbers. And one of the numbers that jo- jumped out to Steve Milton and I at, uh, at, can- at, at practice this week was the Ticats are 2 and 11. Since 2008 in season openers, two and 11. I mean, that is a statistical anomaly for how good this team has been in that stretch. What is it about the Ticats in their first game that they just can't seem to figure out lately? No, that's, that's, that's a good question. I mean, I think and I don't have a direct answer, um, but I, I will say that it does show that week one is, you know, for all the hype and, and anticipation, it's uh it is just week one. It's one of 18. Right. And uh, you know, I think the Ticats have been a great example of just that of teams that, come through those 18 games, 14 in last year's case. And, uh, you know, they're, they're in the thick of it and, and, and a very good team. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have a, a direct answer. <laughs> oh, for come it. on. I, I, think, you... <laughs> uh, I, I think it's, it's going to be another good game tomorrow in Saskatchewan. I'm looking forward to that, but, um, but yeah, very interesting. Uh, my short answer after a long travel, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it is uh, the one thing about the tie cat. Um, it was last year. There was uh, like last year, they had that amazing 
drive and their first drive of the game in Winnipeg, they go down, they get that touchdown. That's right. And then the rest of the game did not go that way, their way. Um, but this Ticats team, what are you looking at with this group going into 2022 in terms of maybe unanswered questions, questions that need a little more polishing? What are you looking at for this team? Um, it's funny. I was thinking about it. You, you mentioned Winnipeg and uh, I feel like those two teams are just so linked, obviously, through the last two great cups. And, and t- in my mind, until somebody kind of knocks them off their respective purchase, they're the two best teams in the league. And um, I think both of them, and I think we'll, we'll focus on Hamilton, but um, I, I think both have evolved this year. And, you know, probably more pronounced in Hamilton just with, with Dan Evans taking over and, uh, you know, Brandon Banks moving on. Um, you know, I, I think you're seeing that shift of uh, the younger, talented players that so- started to uh, establish themselves last year on that Ticats team uh, are kind of taking on that more, more that official kind of leadership role now and, and, and taking those next steps. I'm excited to see that. And, you know, I say that thinking about the, the offense, I feel like the defense maybe is a little bit more veteran and uh, you know, just, just looking at the depth chart before we started talking, I was like, man, there's some depth there, right? Like it's mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, this is a team I think that's taken some big steps in terms of its roster and, and you know, made some big changes from last year, but I think also has, move forward and it's, it's a new look and I'm excited to see how that comes together. And, you know, definitely excited to see Dan Evans as that, you know, unquestioned number one starter. I know we've seen him in long stretches before, but just to see what he can do potentially with 18 games and where he can take this team and if he can get them over that hump, that's kind of stood in the way the last two years, I think is, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. You mentioned the, the Ticats and, and the, the younger leaders, I mean, the, the, the wide receiver room jumps out to me yeah, because Braylon Addison is the most experienced guy. Pappy White, Tim White, Stephen Dunbar Jr. had great first years last year. And now they're going into year two. And with their, you know, Turnowski injury hurts them and Durant injury obviously hurts them too. Uh, but I know they're confident in, in what David Unger can do. So that position specifically, what do you think? How does that look with a lot of those guys back for year two here? Uh, well, I think it's uh, I think it's only a positive thing, right? And kind of like what I was saying before, where you saw glimpses from these guys, like I think of somebody like Poppy White who had a pretty small role in, in the offense and sort of established himself as a returner. Um, I, I just see there's so much room for guys like him and, and you know, the guys that, that you mentioned as well, just to, uh, to kind of blossom into it. I mean, I think it's probably expected as well, right? That, mm-hmm. you, you know, you don't let Brandon Banks walk if, uh, if you don't think that you've got the guys in place behind him to kind of to fill those shoes. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see that. And I think that's, that's really the theme. I think especially for that offense, it's just there's so much opportunity there, there's room for guys to go out and just establish themselves as like, not just a good second option from last year, but like the new guy, the new number one option. And I think that's I kind of there for the taking. That's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, any one of them can be one of those. I had somebody reach out to me. They did a CFL fantasy draft and they said, what, what, what's your thoughts on uh, Steven Dunbar jr. I'm like, well, you know, I think he's number three on the depth chart, but I love that matchup. Like if, if, yeah. if Steven Dunbar jr. Is going up against the third best guy in the secondary. Like, I, I don't know. I like that matchup. Should be a lot of fun to watch. Chris, I know you're busy week one. Uh, I know you got to make you, I know you've already made your CFL picks. I know you got to respond to all the Twitter haters. Uh, so I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you go. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Enjoy the weekend full of football. Absolutely. You enjoy the weekend too. My thanks to Chris O'Leary for joining me and my thanks to you. Thanks for staying with us all week. I am back on Monday and don't forget pre-game coverage tomorrow with Clint Bubba O'Neill and Andy Fantuz kicks off at six o'clock right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. I am back on Monday from all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louie B. Hoping you have a great day and a great weekend and go Ticats go. 
TieCast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at TieCats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at TieCats.ca. Subscribe to the TieCats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.